0: This is your host, Tom Wilmer, reporting from McAllen, Texas. We are here with Nancy Millar with the Convention and Visitors Bureau. What a pleasure to be here, Nancy.
1: Thanks, Tom. It's great to have you. Really enjoying it.
0: Well, let me tell you. One of my most incredible surprises among many coming down to the Rio Grande Valley, specifically McAllen, is your cuisine. Who would think that you guys would have incredible, truly world-class restaurants and culinary offerings? Explain why. It's fascinating, and you can tell the locals love it and savor it, as we reaffirmed tonight when
1: we went out. Yeah, it really is one of the um, highlights of living here in McAllen. We have so many wonderful restaurants. There are actually more than 600 restaurants in the city limits of McAllen, which is an amazing thing. But the reason, or at least part of the reason, is because we do get so many Mexican nationals who come over. We get literally millions of visits from Mexican nationals every year. And they come over and they shop, 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 they eat, 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 and then they go home, leaving all those retail stores and all those restaurants for us.
0: And there's that other level, and that's your corporate businesses that are located here. I imagine that they must go out in the evening and have meetings and whatnot and are another primary driver. Is that true?
1: That is true. We do have a lot of business travel down here because of the twin plant operations which is uh, a lot of the large companies have manufacturing plants down here. So they uh, attract a lot of business visitors, people trying to sell them things. That's really uh, the mainstay for the hotels. It's during the week they're just covered up with business travelers. And so a lot of their, especially the evening meals, are thanks to them.
0: Then there's another aspect of McAllen in the region that is really surprising to me is the number of university students. I could handle 30,000, but I'm blown away by 60.
1: That's just here in, in Hidalgo County where McAllen is. We have University of Texas Pan American is here. Then we also have South Texas College. And between the two, they have over 60,000 students. And then there's another. University of Texas branch down in Brownsville. And I don't know how many they have, but I'm going to guesstimate that it's probably about the same as, as the one up here.
0: Extrapolating, I would imagine that that energy of 60,000 university-age kids totally drives a certain segment of the culinary world and the night scene, the bars around McKellen.
1: Uh, you know, th- you're exactly right. And we do have a very active nightlife around here. We have an entertainment district that is young, it's not even two and a half years old. There are about three dozen bars, restaurants, Lounges along one strip of town. Boy, I tell you what, it is a hopping place. Come about 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night. Of course, I'm not there. <laughs> I'm not there then. I'm in, I'm home in bed. But mm. but yeah, it's it's uh, really uh, very active.
0: When they decided to do this entertainment district, it literally was within months, and it's rocking and rolling. That's incredible. And if you take and again and extrapolate. Where is that going to put the momentum two or three years from now?
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. The city decided that it wanted to create an entertainment district, and so it incentivized a certain part of the downtown. Within a year to a year and a half, we had all of those places were brand new. So we have a a wide variety of venues and types of music, lots of live music that's available, from piano bars to rock to soft music, everything you can think of
0: okay let me ask you a question you might not know the answer to it I suspect I'm right if a town like McAllen says let's create an entertainment district and they build it and they come if you backed up and did not do that, and if you had not done that, what would be the difference? Would they still exist but be scattered around town, or did you actually empower and build up your economic basis of your businesses in town?
1: There were a lot of bars and, and certainly restaurants, and still are scattered around town. But this has consolidated them into one area, and there are some that weren't here before. Quite a few that weren't here before as well. So yes, it has had a significant economic impact, and now. Now we're getting people coming in for nightlife from all over the region, from down into Mexico as well as from around the Rio Grande Valley and just above us into some of the smaller communities. It's brought in thousands of people a week.
0: It would be likely to assume that going forward that even more so the possibility of a new business venture starting from scratch that might not have taken the risk would do so in the entertainment district going forward correct
1: well sure that's what's happened in the past and I i hear rumors fairly frequently of people who are wanting to build something else and that's exactly where they first look
0: so we got a good model for economic recovery
1: right it's worked real well for us here and it's given us something else to offer to our visitors as well
0: we ought to segue back as we talked about entertainment district and we talked about music but also is a great cuisine district. Oh. We had some of the most wonderful culinary experiences of my time in the region right downtown in the entertainment district. Tell us about that melding.
1: That's one of the things that was incentivized. There was a particular interest in bringing in some more upscale restaurants and these are mom-and-pop. I mean we have lots of the regular chains that people love also of course but it's the local specialties that really have I think captured the attention of a lot of people. We have some fabulous places Places that are so different from each other, so distinctive that you would not—you could be in one and, and not know you could be any, anywhere in the country, maybe anywhere in the world. In some of them,
0: and surprisingly different from what somebody would assume. When you have an 86% Hispanic population, what a surprise! The culinary treats that you're going to find here. Tell us about some of the. It ain't Tex-Mex that's driving. <laughs>
1: Oh, we got plenty of good (laughs) Tex-Mex.
0: But there's much more. Yeah, Yeah. tell us about the other side of the coin.
1: No, that's exactly right. One of the things that's really a a surprise to a lot of people is how much Asian food there is. in down here, we've got literally dozens of great sushi places, for instance. Who knows why? It's just because who doesn't like that kind of food? But we have Middle Eastern food. We have Spanish. We have Mediterranean. We have Thai, Indian, just so many different... Wonderful, wonderful choices and lots of it does have a Spanish or a Mexican flair to it, mm-hmm. but there's so much more as well.
0: Come along and join us as we visit with Juan Carlos Zapata, the owner of Alondra Restaurant in the heart of the entertainment district, where in addition to serving fine cuisine, they also host a weekly farmer's market inside the restaurant's courtyard dining area. A most novel concept.
2: Hello, my name is Juan Carlos Zapata. I am the owner of Alhambra. We're here in Alhambra in McAllen, Texas, sitting in
0: our pink room, enjoying a nice dinner. One of the most interesting things that I've discovered about you and your restaurant is your vision for your farmers market tell us about that that's incredible well yes our farmers market further promotes our
2: philosophy in the restaurant which is to use local organic and sustainable products we've had these relationships with the farmers and we decided that the accessibility to them shouldn't be just limited to dining at Alhambra and uh, people should really take this to their homes tell us about Your farmers market we host the farmers market here in our outdoor patio and it really creates a a nice venue for it because the the restaurants in my opinion beautiful the beautiful fresh produce is just uh, a nice environment and we started it at first to promote our restaurant philosophy of using local organic and sustainable produce and, and products and also to have more accessibility for the community to these products aside from coming into Alhambra and dining with us. Because we felt it should be a, a daily thing that they eat at their homes.
0: Also, I bet a side benefit is for the people in the town to be able to physically meet and talk with some of the growers in person. I bet that's a neat double benefit. Oh yeah, that's always great. To know who's growing your food.
2: They even invite you out to their farms. And we've been and it's, it's just amazing
0: seeing how they work their food and grow their food. Another incredible benefit from, all, well, maybe a selfish end on your end is you guys get to do some one-stop shopping right within your restaurant for your own fresh produce that you can use in your kitchen. That's cool. It all kind of started there because we were building these relationships with the farmers
2: for our menu and then from there it extended to uh, providing the, the farmers market to the
0: rest of the community. But yeah, we get the best of the best. <laughs> and within your philosophy you mentioned organic and then you also mentioned sustainable. To what degree are you able to achieve a true organic level in your purchases and what level is a certified sustainable?
2: It all really depends on the time of year. Right now during the growing season, thankfully we're able to have at least 75% of the menu be sourced locally and organic. During the summer months, it's a little bit more difficult. They just can't grow. Whenever we can, we we put it on the menu. I also wanted to mention and point out the unique relationship farmers can have with a restaurant. A lot of times growing these beautiful products, people just don't know how to use them. What we're able to do is feature that fresh product and show them how delicious it really can be. No matter what
0: you want to experience, we can offer it here. The lower Rio Grande Valley is also world famous for its fresh fruits, especially the legendary ruby red grapefruit. Come along and let's join Bobby Bell, the owner of Bell's Farm to Market in McAllen, Texas.
3: Bobby Bell and I'm with Bell's Farm to Market here in McAllen, Texas.
0: Tell us about Farm to Market and what it is and how this differentiates from a roadside fruit stand.
3: Probably our biggest difference that our main business is our gift fruit business. And we ship gift fruit all over the United States. Grapefruit, oranges, tomatoes, and tangerines. We try and grow what we can to have here for our store. And we generally have sweet corn and tomatoes. All the fruits, the oranges, the grapefruits, the lemons, and the limes. We have a full line of nuts also from A to Z.
0: Let's talk about grapefruit for a moment because I know the ruby red is legendary and that comes from here.
3: Yes, that's right. Our ruby red is world-class, second to none, and it is an excellent piece of fruit and a lot of people have never eaten grapefruit that tastes like our ruby reds, our real reds now. They're real bloody red inside and real sweet. And that's the most interesting factor is a lot of people,
0: myself included, I generally pass on grapefruit because it's bitter,
3: whereas your ruby red is almost like eating an orange. Yes, you're right. And I have a lot of members of our family that come to our house and we eat breakfast and. They said, well, pass the sugar so I can put it on the grapefruit. I said, we don't allow sugar in our grapefruit. And they start eating and he said, man, I've never eaten grapefruit like this. This is wonderful. Tell
0: us a little bit more about how you select your produce and your relationship with growers, etc.
3: We try and grow everything that we sell here. We've found that we can get what we want, when we want it. And have a more uniform selection, so we have Right beside our store here we have about an acre and a half and we plant half of it in tomatoes every year and the other half in sweet corn or maybe sweet corn and strawberries. Then we have another location that we plant. We generally plant some peas and plant some cauliflower we have in the past and then we have a couple of growers that grow a little squash for us and maybe some lettuce. Mostly we try and just specialize on stuff that we grow ourselves.
0: see a lot of nuts and dried fruits. Tell us about that.
3: Yes, we carry a big line of trail mixes and pecans and almonds and all kinds of nuts. a lot of fruit coming in the back door. Yes, that's where we're packing our gift fruit that I was talking about earlier. We uh, ship all over the United States. Most of our packs are grapefruit. That's what everybody wants. For further
0: information about Bell's Farm website.
3: Yes, we have a website on the Internet. It's bellsfarm.com. We have a full line of our stuff on there as far as grapefruit and oranges and tomatoes and different things that we offer through the mail. We also have an 800 number, and it's 800-798-0424. Bobby Bell, thank you so much for
0: sharing. What a treat. What a special honor. Well, we're sure glad to have you here and hope you enjoy your stay here. I am. Thank you very much. This is your host, Tom Wilmer, reporting from McAllen, Texas, at Bill's Farm for National Public Radio Affiliates, KCBX, serving San Luis Obispo County, KSBX serving Santa Barbara County, and KNBX serving Southern Monterey County. The guitar underbed music in this show was performed by Perla Batala from her Disco Patala album. And the outro music was performed by Johnny Gimble, performing Under the X in Texas.
3: Right now, I wish I was set right under the X in Texas. Right in the heart of where my heart must be. No matter where I roam, I never feel at home Except in Texas Right under the X in Texas is where it's best for me Oh, Johnny!